Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's Pastor Josh once more. So glad that you've taken the time to tune in. Today we are on our third missional value, equipping God's people. That's one of the ways that we fulfill our mission here at Elam. And so today uh, what I've done is I've interviewed Pastor Ravin once more. Here is the interview I did with him earlier today. Hope you enjoy well, Pastor Marvin, thanks again for being with us. Uh, this third week in a row. Thanks, Josh. It's you, good, good to be. This, this could become like this could become a thing, you know, where you <laughs> you do this you do this full time. Oh, well, yeah, may, 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 maybe you. I, I I hear I hear some hesitancy. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about uh, equipping God's people. That was really your sermon from last weekend. You'd, you made some great points. Your launch off was Hebrews 13, 20 to 21, and you went into some pretty, pretty specifics. You jumped around a little bit. So you said that one way that God's people are equipped is through the work and ministry of leaders. You, you quoted Ephesians 4, 11 to 12 for that one. Uh, and then you went into that we are equipped by God's Word, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. And then finally, you gave this, really, I thought was a really great story. I'd never seen it from this perspective before, but the counsel of others is how we're equipped through the story of Aquila, Priscilla, and Apollos. And for folks wondering, you can find that in Acts 18, 24 to 28. Yes. So, leaders, God's word, and the counsel of others. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty simple when you, when you look at the overarching right. reality of it. But how then do you move that into practicalities? Because your last um, points were this, and I think they were very good, but how does this flesh itself out? Serve God with gifts you've been given, be both an equipper and one who is being equipped, and a lifelong learner. Be a lifelong learner. Yeah, I think what I was wanting to do was, was to lay the groundwork and the foundation of the fact that we are um, saved to serve, Mm-hmm. not just saved to go to heaven. It's not just fire insurance. It's about what we do in this life. And that, and it really is about inve- investing in eternity. So the mm-hmm. things I do in this life, the things that are going to last are actually the investments I make in eternity through the good works I do for, for God's kingdom. And so with that as a, as a foundation, um, I wanted to, to come to the, to the how. So how does that actually happen in, a life, mm-hmm. in the life of the believer? I think there's actually four ways, but I, I, I talked about three because those are, those three happen in in the context of a local church. Mm-hmm. I think the fourth one often God actually prepares us somewhat through through some of the difficulties and the challenges. Those are the character growth kinds of opportunities. But I didn't feel like I want to go there because yeah. that's that's more of a thing that happens in life rather than happens um, you know in and through the local church. So the three that I think the local church has more, more of a role in. Uh, probably the the first one is the one that's most specifically referred to by by Paul, where he talks about the fivefold ministry gifts, mm-hmm. and uh, those are five ministry gifts that, when they are operating at their optimal effectiveness, are actually helping people to to be better at service and to find their way. So I think it's it's always about two things. It's always about the development of character and the development of competency. Mm. And I know that in my own experience, I, as a 13, 14, 15-year-old uh, teen, didn't know what my gifts were. Sure. And so I just kind of 
um, jumped in. I, I served in various places. Sometimes it worked out well, and mm-hmm. I kind of affirmed the giftings. Sometimes it didn't work so well, and I thought, no, that's probably not something uh, that um, you know I, I, I'm good at or that I really enjoy doing. And I remember, and I think it probably people have heard my story, you know, when I was 15, I was asked by a youth pastor if I would speak at a youth event. Mm-hmm. And, and I, uh, it, was a, it was actually a, a car rally that our youth group was doing, and they had a devotional time. I, I spoke for about 10 minutes. And uh, at 15, people affirmed that I had a gift there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I did, but uh, it kind of encouraged me to move on. And then leaders invested in me, uh, saw leadership uh, abilities and gifts, fed those, placed me in in situations where those would uh, be developed, encouraged, mentored. So I think that as I look back, there's key leaders, and and maybe though you know if you're listening to the podcast uh, and you're in a small group, maybe one of the things you want to just say out loud are who are the people in your life who've really mentored you or helped you uh maybe it was a pastor or a leader somebody who invested because i think that gives you the kind of flesh and blood uh, kind of examples of of how this works Mm -hmm. because i think it's more than just apostles prophets the five the five offices that paul mentions i think it's actually part of the gift of leadership as well is the development of people in their character and in their competencies. Yeah. So That's I think good. that that happens. And so I think if I could combine a couple of those points, mm-hmm. one would be the wise counsel of others, yep. and one would be people in leadership. I think both of those... And that's not either or. I think that I think it's both of those yeah. together. Because there's some people who just are seasoned and uh, come alongside of a younger person or a younger leader and can affirm and can say, hey, I see this in you. You know, I, I observe something here. Mm-hmm. And those are often the hints and clues in terms of what my giftings are. And I think that that's true not only is when you come alongside of a younger person, but it could be a middle-aged person who just hasn't maybe found their stride yet, but, mm-hmm. you know, you see something in them. So that feeds into the other things that I said yeah. before, the Aquila, Priscilla, Apollos kind of uh, story. So why be a lifelong learner? Well, I think that, that it fits in there because what I've discovered is is that um, I, I had a pretty good idea what my gifts were, and I was operating in those, so I, I started in, in pastoral ministry when I was 20, um, so right out of college, and I would say I didn't quite know, even within a pastoral setting, I didn't quite know what my gifts were. I thought mm-hmm. they were counseling. I actually thought I was I was not omnicompetent, but much more competent at many more things than I actually was. But through a, through a process of maybe some self-awareness yeah. and others affirming those things that, that I was particularly good at, and then maybe sometimes being strategically quiet mm-hmm. when, it didn't, when it didn't go so well, uh, and I kind of got the idea, oh, you know, maybe I'm not so good at this. I think if I would have set myself into a place in my early 20s and said, this is what I'm good at, this is what I'm not... And I didn't. I just continued to learn and to grow and to be open to feedback and to um, ask people questions, sometimes questions that I thought I knew the answer to in terms of how I was doing or how my, uh, what my competencies were like. Um, and then, then discovering that maybe they had a different idea than I did and, and just being open to that. And I, th- I think I referenced that in my message. I'm not sure which service it was, but... Um, you know, at 60, I, at 60 years of age now, 
I know that my character is not fully formed. Yeah. And so I need to be open to the counsel of others and to be prepared to, to grow, to be prepared to say, hey, I, I'm not fully there. And same with, with competencies. So uh, one of the ways that I, I felt I needed to hone my competencies was through doing a graduate degree mm -hmm. in leadership. Um, because not because I needed a degree to get a better job. Sure. It was about knowing that I wanted to serve God to the best of my uh, abilities and, and knew that I could grow capacity if I could just be exposed to um, to some some really good teaching and training in that. So and I plan to do that um, until till I can't learn anymore. And I hope that that never happens, actually. So how important is the posture of humility in that then? Because really, what you're saying, this willingness to learn, because we, we start out, I think, a lot of times in life where uh, you think you have all the answers. Yeah. Then life kicks you around a few times, and you realize, well, I don't know as much as I thought I did. But what is the differentiation between people who don't become equipped in their faith to do the good works that God has prepared for them beforehand and the people that end up doing it? Is, is it humility? I, I think humility... Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping humility is a big piece of it. I hope... I don't want to say that I'm humble, but I I have had to intentionally open myself up to and invite critique and feedback. And again, I'm not sure which service I mentioned this in, but... It was the 9 a.m. I was there. Okay, the 9 a.m. And yeah. then... So there was, there was maybe one of the other services that... I said, I, I have a small committee of our board, so there's three people yeah. I meet with every month, and uh, for about probably eight out of the ten, eight out of the twelve months of the year, and uh, every quarter I'm asking them to critique mm -hmm. where I'm at. Are they noticing anything? Are they seeing anything? I, I, I suspect that that takes, you know, some certainly takes teachability. Sure. I wouldn't ask the question if I wasn't interested. But I, I just realized that we have blind spots. Uh, we often don't see our, 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 you know, the things that other people see that, that often are a roadblock. Uh, one of the questions I asked a small group of people who are, who are literally my boss uh, is, is, do you observe anything in the way I relate to people that is off-putting? Mm. Because I, 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 sometimes I'm not as self-aware as, as I could be. So uh, it's not about people pleasing. I think it's about opening your life to the wise counsel of others, mm. all in a quest to be more equipped, more prepared to be more effective for God's kingdom. So, so you do that for work, yeah. but as a, just a Christian person, do you, do you have those folks in your life that outside of a church context, you, you are asking the same questions, but on a very personal, personal level? I think spouses are often really helpful in right. their honesty, so that I, I, I want to pay, pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a, a, a small circle of, of close friends. Yeah. I wouldn't say we're as intentional, but I think that we, there is the capacity to do that, to, 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 uh, as you talk through the challenges in your life, you, what I'm looking for and listening for are, are, is their counsel, is their wise counsel, mm. their experience. And, and some of that's done very informally. It's done in, in storytelling. Mm -hmm. It's done in feedback. So I don't think, I, it, in answer to your question, I'm not as intentional and formal about it, but I'm always looking for those yeah. cues and clues 
in my interactions with people. Because I, I, that's the point that I want to try to make, is that I think some people could listen to this and say, well, Pastor Marvin's a pastor. Like, it makes sense that he would look mm-hmm. for, for those, those spaces of accountability. But I'm, you know, an engineer, or I'm a doctor, or I'm right. a lawyer, I'm a, you know, I, I, I'm a construction worker, I, you know, I do finishing work. Uh, how does that work itself out in reality for me? And I think part of it is when you say you have a group of friends that, you know, it, it's not a, a formal, we, let's sit down and go through everything going on in my life, right. but they care enough about you that they're willing to engage you about things happening with you, in yes. you. They can notice stuff, they can tell you, and you give them the room to do that. Yeah, and I, I would say if, you know, if you're, in a, if you're in a trade, you're in a profession, I, I actually think that part of God's giftings and calling uh, has to do with where he's put us. So if you're an engineer, um, I think that it makes sense for you to be intentional mm. to sit down with colleagues and say, just feedback to me, how am I doing? Because I want to, because I think that's part of the reflection of God's kingdom in and through your life is that you're actually a really, really good employee yeah. or you're a really good boss. Or good. So, so maybe as a, as a staff, you're supervising staff, is just to open yourself up to their feedback about how well you're leading them. And I think those are, that's all part of it so that we're not isolating it down mm-hmm. into churchy stuff and then real world stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's all it, it it's all very related because we take our entire self to the workplace on a Monday morning after we've been in church on a weekend. And um, I wonder if that kind of humility um, doesn't only help productivity in the workplace, mm-hmm. but that kind of vulnerability actually is uh, is something that 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 helps in in relating or helping people relate to the kingdom of God mm-hmm. at work in you. So can you just touch on that last point? Uh, not on, on that one, but the fourth one that you said, just about life being the thing that helps you to be equipped. Yeah, God so we talked that. about the three things, which were the word of God, you know, leaders, and, and the wise counsel of others. But I think there, there there is a fourth thing that is really helps to equip you or helps to formulate um, your character and your competency. And that is sometimes uh, when difficulties come, you know, the Bible talks about about discipline, about sometimes God disciplines us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure I've heard a really great teaching on that because there's there's all kinds of ways you could go with that because we, we talk about God as Father, but we, you know, talk about Him as loving. And yet, mm-hmm. as a father, I know there were moments when I had to say things to my kids, you know, in their growing up years, um, and we had to discipline them. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, it's, it's the writer to the Hebrews who talks about that. Um, and, and in Hebrews chapter uh, 12, I believe it is, and talks about a father disciplining his children. So I think some of that is, it's never about punishment. Mm-hmm. It's about equipping. It's about preparing. Yeah. It's about repairing. It's about going back and fixing the things that need to be fixed in order to be more effective for God's kingdom. So I think you watch for that. Uh, and you ask the, just ask the simple question in the midst of difficulty, God, is there anything that you're wanting to say to me about mm-hmm. my character or about the work that you're wanting to do to um, so that my life is enriched for your kingdom? Amazing. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you doing this. Next week is the last one. Yeah. Engaging our world. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's going to be good. We're this weekend uh, coming up, uh, engaging our world, uh, we're going to talk about 
how, how do you engage your world here? And then we're going to talk about how we as a church family engage the larger world, yeah. in, in fact, overseas, and uh, so both here in Saskatoon, in the province, and in and around the world. Uh, guest speaker is, is Pastor Brent Candelon. Uh, Brent travels the world in, in world missions and has met a number of our partners, knows their work, has actually been alongside of them, yeah. and so I'm looking forward to that. He's going to do a great job. He but will. Thank you again for your time. Great. Thanks, Josh. All right. Well, I hope you were challenged by that. And listen, I just want to encourage you. This idea of being equipped for God's mission and maturity in Christ is a lifelong journey. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. And so we're here to help you to do that. And so three questions this week, if you're listening to this in your small group, or you're listening to this as an individual person, just a time of reflection, here here are the three questions. First and foremost, are you serving God with the gifts that you've been given? You've been created in Christ to do some amazing works, and you don't know where to start? Well, the encouragement is to dive in. Talk to a pastor or ministry leader and ask one simple question, where can I serve? Today, are you using the gifts that God has given you for his people, for his purposes, and ultimately for his glory? Number two, are you both an equipper and someone being equipped? Are you somebody that is looking forward and asking people questions on how you can become a better follower of Jesus? And are you also somebody that looks backwards and sees folks that are just starting their journey or just a little bit behind you and helping them to move forward as well? The idea of the Christian faith is that you're not standing still in any one direction, and it's not all about you, that really it's about reaching backwards to help people move forward and reaching forwards so that other people who are already ahead of you in the journey can help you Go quicker, faster, forward in your life in Christ. Third question is this. Are you a lifelong learner? The reality of being equipped is that it's not something, like I said prior, that's going to happen overnight. And so are you dedicating your life, your heart, your mind, your soul to this idea of being a continual lifelong learner? Somebody that says, I don't have it all together. I don't have it all down. I don't know everything. So I'm going to constantly try to find new ways to learn and to develop so that I can grow in my relationship with Jesus and I can look more like him. As Just some things to think about this week. And listen, we really want to encourage you. So if you're looking for any help in any, in er, any area of life, we would love to connect with you. You can go to our, our website, elamchurch.ca, and you can find a directory of all the pastors and all the leaders and all the programs that we put out. Also, if you're looking for any other podcast episode, go to elamchurch.podbean.com, or you can search us up on iTunes, and we're there as well. And then finally, if today is just one of those days where you're just feeling like you're not making it as a follower of Jesus, listen, you're not alone. Many of us are in that boat. None of us are perfect. We're all on a journey, and that's why our vision statement as a church is a community on the journey to be more like Jesus. Listen, we are here for you. We want to help you. So if you reach out to us, we'll connect with you. I hope you have a great day. Listen, Wednesdays can be tough, middle of the week. If you're a parent or somebody in school or, you know, you're just feeling overwhelmed by life, be encouraged. You're not alone. You're going to make it through this. Next week, our last value, engaging our world. What does that look like? How can that look like in your own life? Can't wait to talk about it. See you next week. 